Hey everybody, thanks for stopping by. I'm Eric Johnson and this is the Burley Flow Podcast. Each week I post a story from up here in Burley Flow, Wisconsin, a little town on the banks of the Mississippi River in the southwest corner of the state. 20 years ago I had to leave, but now I'm back living in a local landmark known as the Eye and reacquainting myself with everything I left behind. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast so you can stay up to date with everything that's going on. And when you get a chance, visit the website at burleyflow.com, where you'll find a bunch more stuff about Burley Flow and some links to even more. Oh, and before we get started, thanks again for being here. Sometimes, if I'm feeling particularly ambitious, or if the prop wash happens to be closed, I'll walk down to the other end of Longbow Road just to have a look at the houses along the river. It's changed a lot in the last 20 years. Gentrified isn't exactly the word, since it's always been the most desirable bit of real estate in Burley Flow, but it certainly spruced itself up a bit. Back then, it felt accessible, even if it was out of reach for most of us. Sure, some of the houses were showplaces, but most were either humble summer homes where families gathered to drink and boat and play games and be outside, or else they were sensible landing spots for retired folk who craved a different kind of view. Even Alan Stockwell's place, where I spent a raucous week fixing drinks and unplugging toilets and lowering bikini tops from the flagpole, otherwise known as house-sitting, wasn't much more than a flophouse with a dock. Now, houses like that are almost impossible to find along Longbow. Apparently, the rich haven't just gotten richer, they've gotten softer as well. Or maybe just showier. Because everything that used to be screened in is now glassed in, and there's not a stacking deck chair to be seen. And that kind of breaks my heart, you know? Because for some people, stacking deck chairs were as good as it was ever going to get. And they were absolutely fine with that take my mom. Is there any sound sadder than the sound of stacking deck chairs, she once wanted to know. She didn't ask because she was disappointed in the chairs. On the contrary, she asked because she loved them. Her question anticipated the punctuating event of our last evening in Door County all those years ago. That period just after the air chilled and the light from the candle began attracting more bugs than its citronella repelled. That bittersweet time when glasses were gathered and legs were stretched and sighs were sighed because words were too inexact to express all we wanted to say. After the shivers and the glasses and the stretches and the sighs, there would be nothing left to do but stack the deck chairs and become ourselves again those indoor people we had recently grown disappointed in, and none of us wanted to do that. Outdoor people were engaging and gregarious and prone to hair-trigger bouts of laughter. Outdoor people made friends with the folks in the house next door, lending and borrowing with complete strangers what they would never beg or give up back home. Outdoor people were interesting. They noticed sunrises and clouds. They appreciated the smell of bacon, the joy of snoozing, the flush of the breeze, 
and ultimately they recognized, then tried to ignore the sad reminders that even outdoor people couldn't remain outdoors forever. I remember it so vividly because we were outdoor people so seldom. Living in Chicagoland, it wasn't easy to be outdoor people. Oh, there were day trips throughout my youth, those adventurous excursions to the Indiana dunes or the crowded putting green parks dotting our suburban landscape, swashbuckling trips, I'd call them. But even as a kid with an unbridled imagination, I realized that just as sand didn't make a desert and waves didn't make an ocean, getting out didn't mean getting away. Those self-contained open spaces were simply cues from which we could imagine the real thing. Wisconsin, though, that was the real thing. Wild and thrilling, it sat atop our collective consciousness the way it did our state. Someday, we told ourselves. Someday, somehow, we'd go up and breathe the air the way it was meant to be breathed, live life the way it was meant to be lived. And then... One day we did, Door County. For one blessed and completely unexpected week, we weren't making do anymore. There, in the ultimate Wisconsin vacation destination, we had it all. A summer house, a deck with chairs, and the whole of Green Bay at our feet. I had a basketball hoop, Dad had a hammock, and Mom? Mom had everything. The house, her boys, odd and entertaining neighbors who jumped rope in their pajamas and practiced the bossa nova after lunch. We even had a mascot, Burgles the three-legged raccoon, who used his handicap to burgle more sympathy from us than any masked bandit had the right to expect. Mom was never so happy, so domestic as she was there in Door County. I know now that sounds bad on all of us, but there you go. She was happy. She was effervescent, always topping off our lemonade or whipping up a snack. And I remember wondering if this was the woman Dad married, or if this delighted stranger was a surprise to him, too. We brought a lantern along with us. There was always some discrepancy about just how it entered the family, but however it came to join us, whatever the circumstances of its arrival, one thing was never in doubt. It was by no means a pedigreed lantern. It had no papers. It possessed not a drop of Coleman blood. We all have items like this, don't we? Pieces of equipment that would be an embarrassment if measured against the real thing. This was just such a lantern. In fact, to call it a lantern at all is being rather generous. It was more like a Christmas ornament for a really big tree. But for us, it served its purpose. That lantern was our symbol. It announced our escape from the city, and because of that, we hung it from the lowest branch of the nearest tree, a beacon for all the world to see. In the falling of the day, we counted 14 distinct shades of nightfall in the bird-feather sky. As a killdeer bustled around us, their lonely whistles reassuring each other their presence in the darkness, resolutions were made. Bold plans for changing our ways, our priorities, ourselves, were proposed and eagerly seconded. And somewhere before the first shivers, or maybe just a little after, we told each other, I love you. We never went back. We knew we wouldn't. As odd as it might seem, it was enough for us to know that we'd been there, that for that brief, sweet time we'd been the outdoor people we'd always yearned to be.
So 20-some years ago, and my uncle died and left me a little bit of money, and I spent it coming up here. I wasn't trying to be an outdoor person again, just someone who might try once more to breathe the air the way it was meant to be breathed. And for a time I was. For that time I lived in the old Sanderly place, that rambling old farmhouse with its trick toilet and its boardwalk deck and its acres of yard to mow. I was living life the way it was meant to be lived. But then, because Mom got sick and the family needed me, I found myself stacking deck chairs of my own, and they sounded every bit as sad as they had in Door County. And now that I'm back, there doesn't seem to be any more stacking deck chairs. And I don't know, maybe that's for the best. I brought that old lantern, though. But of course, it's different now. That lantern lights only for me. Mom is gone, Dad is gone, and the world is a different place than it was at ten, when life seemed such an adventure and a cheap red lantern could light the way anywhere. At fifty-something, there's just so much more darkness, and a cheap red lantern primarily lights the way back to places that's sometimes hard to see. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks again for stopping by, and when you get a chance, don't forget to check out the website at burlyflow.com. There's some cool stuff there that I think you'll like. Thanks again. We'll catch you later. <laughs>